single false step meant disaster. Johnny pushed his luck. The hoofbeats on the limestone rubble echoed off the shadowy walls, became a crunching, battering noise that increased as the Mexicans swung their mounts around and filed into the passage the two Anglos had taken. Sunlight and the walls of the file receded thirty feet. Ahead, Framed by the limestone battlements where the passage through the mountain opened up unto the plains, the Chihuahuan grasslands rolled down to the Rio Grande. He pulled back on the reins to slow the mare. The animal fought him. The black wanted to run. Johnny lifted his battered, broad-brimmed hat and wiped his forehead on his torn sleeve. His thick red hair was matted with sweat. His square-jawed features were caked with dirt, and he noticed his arm was streaked with blood. He remembered riding too close to an ocotillo. Its slender, spiny branches clawed at the gringo riding past. Even the land wanted to be rid of him. Johnny Anthem was only too happy to oblige. He'd had a bellyful of war. Vin Cotter burst from the shadows, his narrow, thin-veined features flush with fear. He had lost his hat in the gorge. His flesh was sunburned and peeling away, even as the veneer of respectability had peeled away since he had ridden south with Johnny Anthem and the other newly conscripted rangers. His eyes were wide with panic as he galloped up to the man on the black mare. "'They're right behind me!' Vin yelled, his voice rising in pitch. "'My horse is about played out!' "'It isn't far now,' Johnny replied. "'Hang on!' We ought to reach the Rio Grande by noon or so. He pointed toward the mouth of the valley, then swatted the black mare's rump with his hat. Come on, Vin, I'll race you to Texas. The mare took the lead again, leaving Cotter's sorrel in its dusty wake. A fine, refreshing spray of cold spring water showered the men as their horses followed the creek bed. With empty canteens rattling against their saddles, the spray was better than no drink at all. The two young Texans rode hard and reached the mouth of the gorge as their pursuers poured out of the narrows. Johnny Anthem loosed a wild yell as the grasslands spread out before him. Here the rolling landscape was splashed with chino and tobosa grasses in hues of faded green, stretching as far as the eye could see. The colors darkened against the blue stem-covered slopes. The Chesus Mountains shimmered in a blue haze, and at their base, like a spool of glistening gold, the sun-dappled surface of the Rio Grande, Rio Bravo to the Mexicans, gleamed like a beacon of hope. "'Texas!' John shouted, ignoring the fact they must race death to reach it. Not twelve Mexican soldiers, not Santa Ana's whole blamed army were going to stop them now. Anthem! Texas in the mist, so close. The black mare glistened with perspiration. Johnny knew she had enough heart to carry him home. Anthem! Johnny wheeled his horse around and saw Vin Cotter standing in the dust, the canyon walls rising overhead, dry, harsh battlements on the outskirts of hard scrabble country. The sorrel was down, its legs flailing at the earth as it endured its death throes. Vin was afoot and running for all he was worth. 
Behind him, the pursuing Mexican soldiers spread outward in a single file to bring every gun to bear on the Texans. Texas in the mist, so far away. Johnny spurred his horse. The mare bolted forward. They wouldn't make it riding double. The mare couldn't carry both men home. Johnny's hopes plummeted. There were too damn many to stand against, but stand they must, because there was nothing else to do. They had ridden into Mexico together, and Johnny intended to ride out the same way, or not at all. For such was the promise he had made Everett Cotter. The words of Vin's father echoed in Johnny's mind. Look after my son. Look after my son. Look after... Johnny leaned low in the saddle and stretched out his arm as he rode back at a gallop toward Vin. It was no place to make a stand. They needed cover. Anything...